What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And once more, it is What's Involved. So good to have you along with us. Um, we know about the guests that I, uh, I get in and chat to, and I've managed to track down a guest that uh, I think is absolutely fascinating in what he does, because I'm, I'm very much of the old school and uh, don't believe uh, that uh, what we're going to be talking about actually works. Uh, who is he? Well, he is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success, and uh, his name is Daniel Alfon. Hello, Daniel. How are you doing? Fine, David. Thank you very much for having me on the What's. Absolute pleasure. I, I love having you here. Now, when we, when we first sort of got together, um, one of the big things uh, that I noticed is, is you are a LinkedIn author. You're an expert in terms of LinkedIn. Uh, you offer training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I first thought to myself, but nonsense. I mean, LinkedIn, that's where you post stuff if you want a job. And subsequent to our chat, you said to me, David, you are terribly wrong about that. So <laughs> let's, let's find out a little bit about Daniel before we, before we get into to LinkedIn and what it can and cannot do. Um, how did you sort of get involved in this whole LinkedIn thing? Daniel, what is your, what is your story? <laughs> With pleasure. I signed up to, early in, uh, to LinkedIn in early 2004. Um, I'm old school uh, myself, and I started using LinkedIn extensively when I held uh, a sales position in 2006. And LinkedIn simply helped me cut my sales cycle because I, I was the only salesperson to know the name of the person I needed to reach out to within the organization. So then I decided to dive a bit and see what's under the hood. And ever since, I specialized in, uh, in LinkedIn, and, and this is the only platform I really engage with. Okay, but why, why LinkedIn, though? Because, you know, if, if I have a look, um, you know, there's, there's many, many, many social media platforms, um, and we all hear all the time, you know, if you want to grow your brand, whether it be your personal brand or your business got to be on social media. And when you say to people, a lot of times you go, okay, well, what social media and how? They just go, well, all of it. Um, now, I, for one, um, am on a couple of, of platforms. I am on LinkedIn, but I don't think I'm doing terribly well there. Uh, so why LinkedIn, though? What is, what is special? What makes it special, Daniel? Okay, I like the question. I think that for most of our listeners, when any prospect or anyone would look their name up when we Google you, then for most people, their LinkedIn profile would top the list. Okay, it doesn't matter if they visited only two years ago or if they're active on it, but Google gives a very high rank to LinkedIn profiles. So even if you don't have a, a, a website or even if you're a published author and you've done TED Talks, 
LinkedIn is going to be one place that most of your audience is going to check. So you have to make it work for you. And okay, so, one so, of the reasons... Sorry, Daniel, this is... You know, you say make it work for you, and, and I'm thinking, you know, people that I've spoken to, everybody's gone like, oh, you got to be on TikTok. And I was thought to myself, over my dead body will I be on TikTok because <laughs> I don't know what it is and I don't understand it. But again, we come back to LinkedIn. Is, is it misunderstood by many people like, like myself where I think, well, it's just somewhere where you go if you're looking for a job or if you want to hire somebody. Um, is, is it more than that? Because you've mentioned a couple of things that have got me interested, and that's why I'm trying to focus on, on why, the, why LinkedIn. Uh, is it the people that hang out there? Um, you know, do the, do the youngsters not hang out there? Tell me about, about that. <laughs> with pleasure. I'll try to sell you the, the LinkedIn idea. And, and the best thing about it is that LinkedIn can become what you would like it to do for you. And in, in one way or another, LinkedIn is a victim of its own success. Because like you said, many people view LinkedIn as a place to post a job or to look for, uh, to look for a job. And it is still one way that the platform is used. But David, LinkedIn has close to 900 million users. Since you hit record, hundreds of people have joined LinkedIn. Each second, two people sign up. Wow. Okay. So the sheer size of LinkedIn and, and the fact that it's conservative, professional, and slow, certainly if you compare it to TikTok, makes it a platform where you don't have to share a lot. Most people are not interested in seeing us share five times a day anything on LinkedIn but we need to look professional. And that reflects the importance of our profile on LinkedIn, much more important than anything else. Okay, now, now, now you mentioned profile here. And I mean, um, a lot of times on LinkedIn, you'll see in somebody's profile, it reads like a CV because it's all the stuff they've done, where they've worked, what they do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is, is that the wrong thing to do? Well, I would ask this question. Are you interested or are you, are you looking for a um, full-time position as an, an employee or are you looking for prospects and clients? And if our audience here is also made of people who are in business, then there should, their profile should not look like a CV. Their profile is best considered as a website. And by that, I mean you, you, have, you have to ask yourself three simple questions. The first question is, who's your ideal reader on LinkedIn? Okay. So if you want to help people uh, launch and grow their podcast, your ideal reader could potentially be anyone who's thinking about launching their podcast and would appreciate a, a professional help about doing it right for someone with years of experience. Okay. Other listeners may, may say my ideal, my ideal reader is X or Y or Z. So that's question number one. Question number two, if we are um, making those people visit your LinkedIn profile, what action would you like them to perform? And most people will say, I would like them to reach out to me or to visit my websites or to download this specific uh, resource <clears throat> or to do X or to do Y. Mm -hmm. So if you know who's your ideal reader is and what action you'd like them to perform, 
The last question is, are you, we making it as easy and seamless as possible for anyone who discovers our profile for two seconds? They know they need to get to whatsinvolved.com. Okay. I, I like that we're talking about because this is something that, that I'm fascinated about because I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, when I publish a, a podcast episode or whatever, I, I put it on LinkedIn and uh, sit back and wait in the vain hope that somebody's going to do something. But, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so much. I mean, if, I'm, if I look at, at LinkedIn, the one thing I get all the time is people saying to me, well, you need a LinkedIn sales navigator. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pay that. So let's, let's take me, for example, as, as a business person. It doesn't matter. I don't think that I'm doing podcasting, um, but that I want to sell my product or my service two people, and I want to reach the right target market, um, can we go through a step-by-step -step process and, and see how we would do that and where we would look? Excellent. All right. So, so I'd like before we start, let's take a, a quick break. Uh, this is what's involved. My special guest, Daniel Alphon, who is a LinkedIn expert as well as an author about all things LinkedIn. When we come back, some more steps with Daniel. This is What's Involved. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. More next. And we're back. It is What's Involved, my special guest, Daniel Alphon. And uh, we're talking LinkedIn. So just before the break, uh, I said, you know, let's, let's, let's use my profile, for example, uh, as a place to start. And then, you know, because it's, I think it is fairly the same, Daniel, if you're selling a product or a service, you know, you want to get people to see your profile, to be interested in it, and to contact you or to visit your, webs your website. So if you look at my profile, for example, um, is it horrible and how horrible is it? And what, what do we need to look at when we're doing these things? <laughs> David, I think you're uh, being way too harsh on yourself. The top of your profile is excellent. Above the fold, it's excellent. I see the mic in the banner, and that's a very strong visual element attracting anyone who wants to launch a podcast. And your headline is absolutely impeccable. Instead oh. of saying owner, what's digital? And that would be the usual way people would uh, draft their headline. The headline is probably the most important real estate we have on our profile. And yours is focused on your reader. It says, I help businesses and individuals increase their sales but up by up to 33% within six months by hosting, producing, and curating tailor-made podcast series. Now, who does that attract? Your ideal reader. If yeah. someone reads yeah. this and have no interest in launching a podcast or communicating or doing, then they're, they'll, they'll, they will go elsewhere. But on the other hand, anyone who feels or thinks they need to do something about it, they're intrigued. Like, what exactly is your offer, who are you? Could we perhaps work with you? So the, f the first five seconds that you created on your profile are spot on, they're excellent. Okay. If I can make okay. further suggestions, then the rest of your profile could <laughs> be a bit more uh, uh, inviting or give a bit more information. And, and the way to do this would, would be to 
add links to your profile. One link could be to the to this podcast and to what's uh, involved in general. It will take you 30 seconds and it will enrich the experience of anyone visiting your profile. If you think of your profile as a website, then our objective should be to convert anyone who visits David Watts' profile on LinkedIn to reaching out and say, hey, I listen to the podcast. I see that you're helping other podcasters grow their um, activity. I'd like to speak with you. And the conversion is likely to happen on your websites and not on LinkedIn. The conversion is likely to happen on whatsinvolved.com. So the simplest way to think about it, when I visit your profile, eventually I need to leave LinkedIn and discover more. But what you could do is take text and information and visuals and links from your website or from Twitter or any other platform you have and show it to anyone visiting your LinkedIn profile. So the top of the profile is excellent. You can uh, enrich very easily within five minutes the rest of your profile. And I'd like to, to, to remind our, our audience here of, of perhaps four um, questions they need to ask themselves. First is about the profile, does it convert? And that's what we've discussed so far. But the next three, three steps are also important. Their connection strategy or your connection strategy is going to influence the way you will generate leads from LinkedIn. You can connect with people you know well, or you can aim for quantity. My guess is that you connected with people you knew well. Am I wrong in this? Yeah, most of the people on my profile I actually know or I've spoken to. So yeah, yeah, there's, there's very few that I've just kind of gone out for. Excellent. So this means that whenever you run a search on LinkedIn and you see someone's profile, someone with whom you share one mutual connection, that that means you are able to reach out to that person outside of LinkedIn and ask them whether the mutual connection is willing to make the introduction to your ideal prospect. So if I look and I see that Sarah Bullen is a mutual connection of ours and I look at her or Kim Sorrell or anyone you worked with recently, when I ask them about you, they will not go David who. They will say, yeah. you've got yeah. to speak to David. When we chatted last month, he asked great questions. He knows a lot about podcasting. I think you should speak with him. And that is the greatest benefit of connecting with people you know well it simply transfers the transfers the uh, lead generation or the searches to your to you. If you run a search and you find interesting people, then it's your responsibility, David, to ask the mutual connection. And in case you have a meaningful uh, uh, introduction, that can grow your business simply thanks to that person who can um, make a referral and explain why people need to speak with you. So number one was profile. Number two was connection strategy. Last two bits we can uh, mention is your content strategy and then the lead generation. So I'd like to, to um, dive a bit into the content strategy. Yes, that, that, is, that is important because that's actually one of the questions. I'm like, I'm really grateful that you said the profile looks okay. But mm -hmm. um, in terms of what I post, what my content strategy is, et cetera, et cetera. It's literally, I, I'm doing what I call the shotgun approach. 
I'm just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> putting stuff out and, you know, hoping that somebody's going to find it interesting. Excellent. So perhaps what I could uh, suggest is one or two simply simple way for you to, ways for you to try and be a bit uh, more engaging with the content. And I see that you roughly uh, uh, share once a week the new episode. Yes, that's correct. Cool. So what I see as a visitor, when I see that, I see the, the, the uh, episode 210 with Ken Attard or episode 209 with Liam Madden. And that's from your perspective. But what that does is that anyone who, who is con a connection of yours and, and goes on LinkedIn and sees that you shared something, by the third time they see this, they know it's an episode of what's involved. I'm, I'm not saying this in a negative way, but if you make, the, make it more intriguing for them, they're likely to engage with that content. So how about when you produce the, the, the episode itself, perhaps take a quote from the interview itself and have this as the anchor text or have an image of the guest and not just the link itself, So it would engage more with the readers because episode num number 212 is from your perspective, but mm. our listeners couldn't care less if it's 210 or 215. They care about the content. So why should they listen to this other than it was episode 212? You have great content. You have great quotes. You have great guests. You spoke about the, the, uh, future of, uh, of uh, work with the great resignation and, and COVID. And, and I listened to the episode. It was amazing. But if I look at the activity on LinkedIn, there's no quote from the episode. There's no reason for people to go and discover that episode. And you're competing in a pretty busy environment. Perhaps one thing to do would be to spend one minute and grab a, a one-liner or a quote or a question from that episode. And I think it needs to be authentic from the episode itself. And when you share the episode itself, this is what I would start with. And eventually I would say this, here's the link to, to the episode, but that's one simple uh, suggestion I could make. And the second suggestion would be to probably tag the guest themselves, the guests themselves. So we, when you share the episode and Ken is uh, uh, the speaker or um, if Liam is a speaker, there's a way for you to tag the guest when you share it. And that David immediately notifies the guest. If, you, if they're uh, on the show, then they're likelier to engage within minutes. They, you can ask them to comment or to like or to share. And the LinkedIn algorithm tries to assess what is, what is it that you shared. And if you happen to have a lot of activity within the next 60 minutes or an hour uh, or two hours after you share the episode or the link, then LinkedIn is going to gradually show it to more people. And who would be more interested in highlighting the episode than the guest? Mm. This is this is making this is making more and more sense to me, and and just on the subject because I want to take another break quickly, um, but on the subject of of 
tagging people and things. Um, you know, I often see that posts will come through on LinkedIn and they've got like five, six, maybe even more of these little hashtag things. Mm-hmm. Are those important? And, and how do you know which ones to use? Okay, so, so hashtags and tagging are different activities, if you'd like. Very quickly, the, the hashtags, I think I would stick to probably no more, not more than three hashtags. And um, I noticed that the hashtags that you use seem to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would tr- I would try to, I mean, podcast is one good hashtag, but I would try to, um, because your, your guests come from different, uh, um, they're working for different companies and different industry, different specialties, then you would get more eyeballs if some of those were uh, uh, relating to the guest's uh, specialty or the guest or what the the guest has actually uh, discussed. And and that could be one way to to have uh, up to three hashtags, but maybe changing them. And tagging is something that you need to be cautious about because what happens when you tag someone and they don't do anything, they don't engage with that content, then LinkedIn, the LinkedIn bot will look at you and say, David, you have tagged someone and they haven't done anything with that content. So if the person is uh, proficient with LinkedIn, they would usually immediately comment or like or share or all of them. But if they're not, then one thing you could do is message them and say, tomorrow morning, uh, I'm going to share the episode. One of the platforms I'll use is LinkedIn. The second is Twitter. I looked you up on both and I would like to uh, um, tag you on LinkedIn and on Twitter. That would be around 10 a.m. your your time. Would you be willing to share it? And that would maximize the chances of those people to go and immediately engage with your content. They would add a, a comment. They would thank you. They would share it. They would like it. They would, they would comment about it. That's about tagging. Okay, wonderful stuff. We're going to dive in even more because I'm starting to see a picture that's starting to emerge here. And uh, I think I've been very wrong about LinkedIn. So let's find out more from uh, my special guest, Daniel Alphon who is an author about all things LinkedIn. He's also an expert on LinkedIn. We'll be back with Daniel in just a bit. This is What's Involved. We'll be right back with more What's Involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. And we're back. What's Involved it is. My guest is Daniel Alphon. We're talking LinkedIn. Now, just before the break, I I mentioned that I'm seeing this picture that is starting to, to emerge here. And, and it makes sense when you said, treat your, your profile like a website. So with the website, I mean, you know, on a website, you always hear content is king, um, but also interacting. I think perhaps where I've fallen short, and maybe other people do as well, is to me, it's almost been like this static website thing you know that's that's who I am that's what I do every week I publish a podcast episode uh and and that's about it um I I don't respond or I don't interact very often at all is that is that something that is a problem as well uh you live David okay let's let's uh, put this into into proportion um yes. what I would yes. uh, what I would say is this 
If you think that um, LinkedIn is a platform that can help you grow your podcast and your business in general, then perhaps the question I would ask is how much time on a weekly basis can you commit to? And you can say even five minutes, I don't mind, but find the, the amount, the minimal amount of time you're, you're able to spend on, on LinkedIn for at least the next three months. And even if you say 15 minutes or five minutes, there are a number of things you could do during those minutes to make it count. One thing that you could do is simply visit the notifications uh, tab on, on desktop or on mobile, and you would see some changes that happen to your network. And um, I'd like to remind our listeners here that you know most or almost all of your connections. And you, you have probably around 700 connections. That means that every day, maybe one of two of them will have their birthday stated in the notifications tab. What you could do is visit that person's profile, see what they're up to, and then hear me out, leave LinkedIn, and go to the platform that you like. It could be email for most people. It could be other things. And there you would ask Jane or you would ask Bob. You will wish them a happy birthday and you will mention something that you saw. Maybe they've been recently promoted. Maybe they shared something last week that was of interest to you. That can be done within five minutes. And you don't have necessarily to perform lots of actions on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has just served as a, as the, a reminder for you to see that this is the person, the person's birthday. And why did I ask you to commit to a certain amount of time a week? Because it won't help us if you commit to 24 hours once every quarter. Because if you visit your uh, uh, LinkedIn in, in three months' time and then you want to do everything then you will, it doesn't make sense to wish someone a happy birthday three months ahead of time or three months after their birthday uh, occurred, right? So even if you spend only five minutes a week, nurturing the relationship with your network is what I consider the most important element you need to think about. And LinkedIn is just the tool. What I mentioned didn't involve LinkedIn at all. If you have other systems, use them. But the thing is that we, if we only reach out to people when we need them, no one likes it to be called only when we need them. And if you manage to keep in touch with that person, it won't take you a lot of time. It's a lot, a lot less time consuming. And if you need something from them, like an introduction in six months time, I think you'll, you'll feel a bit easier when you ask that person because you have exchanged and you communicated with them and they're likely to want to help you and to remember who you are. So networking is more important than LinkedIn. Hmm, I see. And you know what, Daniel, I have to be honest now. I just looked at my notifications and uh, there were 13 of them. Um, hmm. And I, I literally very seldom interact on any of those notifications. And now I understand that this is, this is relationship building, this is network building, by just getting involved and saying, hey, well done, happy birthday, congratulations on your, on your promotion or 
Uh, loved the last article you wrote. And you're right, it literally takes five minutes. So uh-huh. I, need to, I need to start doing that, I think. Anybody that's, that's, that's listening, um, Daniel, at the moment, and they're going, yep, we know all about this LinkedIn and, and this, this LinkedIn thing that's happening. But, you know, we, we, we sort of hear what Daniel's saying about treating your website like a, uh, treating your profile like a website, not a CV. Um, but what else is there? Because a lot of people, like, there's a friend of mine who gets all of his leads somehow through, uh, uh, through LinkedIn, okay? He runs a, a company called the Sales Institute. Um, and that's where he gets uh, 90, 90-odd percent of his business. Um, with my profile and the way that I'm interacting at the moment, I haven't even had one, one bite. Nobody's been interested. Um, mm. Again, I haven't used the platform and I'm not going out there saying to people, hey, hello, look, this is me, this is what I can do. But in this, in this chat, Daniel, we're not going to be able to get through everything. Right. Um, so what, what, do we, what, what is important? What else do we need to focus on? Um. There are many topics we could discuss. Maybe we could um, mention the importance of the right metrics, David, because many people who uh, use LinkedIn fall in love with the LinkedIn metrics. LinkedIn metrics are the number of connections or views or likes or the maybe the SSI or endorsement. But I'd like to um, be old school and mention the business metrics. And the business metrics that count to to business owners should be revenues, orders, subscribers, inquiries, demos, downloads, things that uh, help our business grow. Mm. And the question to ask is not about your LinkedIn metrics. It's about your business metrics. So say you have uh, three people reaching out to you every month asking about podcast production. And you start using LinkedIn and you notice that every month you have now four or five people and you can convert that into real revenues. And that means you can attribute the extra revenues you have to your LinkedIn activity. So when someone says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm God, I'm popular, I have 30,000 connections, just ask them how they translate that into revenues. And if they look at you and they don't have an answer, then forget about it. The LinkedIn metrics are just a tool. At the end of the day, what counts is your business metrics. As a business owner, you know what metrics count in your business. And the best um, way to consider LinkedIn is top of funnel. Ah, when you see, now funnels I understand. I understand. All right. This. <laughs> okay. So let me suggest. Okay. So, so if our, if our uh, listeners here are, are interested in, in growing or launching their podcast, then what I would suggest is this. Ask yourself, what questions are they asking them, themselves before they reach out to you or before they even look for someone with your specialty? Why launch a podcast? D- does it mean I have to spend hours uh, uh, post-production? Does it mean that I have to pay uh, hosting companies? You know the questions they ask. Yeah, yeah. But if you uh, produce high-quality evergreen content 
that will answer your ideal reader's questions, then David, you're taking them from point A to point B and you're providing them with value. And at the end of that journey, you say, I can take you from point B to point C and further. But the way to do it is not to try and sell, but to simply have educational, high-quality, evergreen content that answers the questions your ideal prospects struggle with. You know the answers. You've been answering people about it for a lot of time. Simply grab that content and make it, make people on LinkedIn discover that content. Another way to do it, instead of um, relying on your connections, is look for LinkedIn groups where people who want to launch a podcast or people in business or, or, or people in South Africa, whatever the demographics you'd like are. And by joining that group, you may be one of very few podcast producers there. And you can share that evergreen educational content there. And that could also bring more inquiries for you for what's involved with time. That is a brilliant idea. And you see, again, um, one of the things that, uh, that people do um, is, for example, I have my whatsinvolved.com website. It's where I post all my episodes and, and it's got links to my guests, et cetera, et cetera. I also spend a lot of time writing blog posts. And those blog posts live on my website. But I don't actually tell anybody about them. So this is something, and even if you're in, in a whatever field you're in, surely, you know, if you have a, a, a company blog that's got really good, valuable information, you could share that on LinkedIn or share some of it with, with a, you know, go to, go to my blog to read more. Does that make, is that, am I understanding you correctly, Daniel? Absolutely, David, because uh, what is the best, software for, so the best software for editing podcast is one key question anyone interested in, in podcasting is likely to ask before they jump in. So you, you provided and you captured interesting questions for them. And, and by asking that, that, that question and producing content on your website on whatsinvolved.com, I don't think that our listeners need to rush and create content for the sake of LinkedIn. What I could suggest is assessing the current content we have, such as on our website, and make sure that this content is seen by LinkedIn members. And that's much easier because writing and producing high-quality content can take hours, but sharing it on LinkedIn will take literally minutes. Mm, all right. Daniel, we're running out of time, um, and uh, I, I, I want to just wrap up with you and, and find out what else you do and Find out if, uh, like people like me, um, could rather just go, listen, it seems too much like hard work for me to do. Please help me. So we'll find out all about that when we come back. What's involved it is, my guest is Daniel Alfon. Uh, he is a LinkedIn expert. Back in a bit. Hey, like what you're hearing? Share the podcast with your family and friends and spread the word. This is What's Involved. And we're back with my special guest, Daniel Alphon, wrapping it up. So, Daniel, we, we've spoken about some of the things that you can do 
um, on LinkedIn. But th- there's so much that, that we haven't even touched on. I mean, you know, uh, uh, questions like, do you have a private page? Do you have a business page? What happens if you have more than one? But all of those things we haven't touched on yet. Um, so we may have to have you back again to ask some more in-depth questions. But if somebody is listening to this and going, okay, sounds fair enough, but really, isn't there a trading or something that I can go on? Isn't there a way to, to do this? You know, everybody's looking for the hacks and, and the shortcuts. Do you offer um, help in that area? Do you talk to people? Is there training? Where do we go? With pleasure. Thank you very much, David. My website is the best place to go. That's danielalphon.com. It has all sorts of hacks, articles, downloads, digital guides, programs, uh, giveaway, lots of information. And I'll be glad to answer any question uh, anyone has. All right. And then uh, are you going to, are you going to give us a, a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a freebie, a little bit of a giveaway for the listeners? With pleasure. There's a giveaway on on, on the homepage of uh, my website, and and the giveaway is about building a killer headline. So there are two ways to do to do this. One is to go to danielalfon.com and uh, download the the cheat sheet, and the second is to visit your profile and to see the way you crafted your headline and say, "Can I take what David has accomplished here?" And make it and tweak it for me. And if I if I'm you don't you're not sure how to do it and how to build such a killer headline, then make sure you head to my website and download the cheat sheet. Fantastic, Daniel. Do you also do you also offer training, um, online training, for example? Could I go on to danielalphon.com and sign up for a course? Yes, sir. There, uh, there are two uh, courses and, and uh, live training is, is one of the best uh, ways to implement and not, not only uh, understand, but really implement the, the changes that we, we way beyond optimizing the profile and deciding about the connection. The, the lead generation and growth is usually um, associated with uh, tra- live trainings that I uh, offer. Okay. And it's a lovely, it's a lovely, uh, a lovely website. I, I must tell you. And uh, in in my other life, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I build websites, and we do a lot of digital marketing. Um, so very, very nice website, Daniel Alfon. So it's D A N I E L A L F O N dot com. Go and check it out. There's a wealth of knowledge there, and uh, I definitely think we're going to have to chat to you. Uh, again, Daniel, but one of the things that I like doing before I, I let my guests go, um, you're known as, as, a, as a LinkedIn guru. Um, you've written a book about LinkedIn. What are you currently working on and what's next for Daniel? Well, um, I think next is, is trying to keep in touch with the wonderful uh, host uh, I was privileged to, to meet over the last couple of months. And I now treat the um, the recording not as the end of the relationship, but as the beginning of the relationship. So what I would typically do is ask uh, post-recording who would be a good guest for what's involved. And if, if you're interested in um, being on other people's podcasts, what sort of podcast would you like to be on? And that enables me to help the host by, by sharing, by uh, introducing them to 
wonderful uh, guest or host I was uh, um, lucky to speak with. Daniel, I lost you there. You said I was lucky to speak with and then you were gone. I'm sorry. All I said was uh, that that enables me to uh, um, acknowledge and to thank the hosts that I've uh, spoken with by introducing them to great guests and great hosts they could um, be on. Fantastic. And, and, and again, I mean, this is, I can see your marketing brain working in this as well because it's a great way to connect. It's a great way to share value and to share ideas. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to knocking on your door again and saying, okay, Daniel, let's do a follow-up. Let's talk about <laughs> Uh, the race to the first 500 because that was that's something we didn't even touch on uh, you know and I, w I was told when I got onto LinkedIn before anything happens you have to get to 500 connections and I was like I don't even know if I, I know or like 500 people maybe five <laughs> or ten uh, and and so my my whatever you call it my connections are they are over 500 now but it's taken years and it's been organic i mean i haven't tried to to grow it in any way shape or form but uh, yeah i look forward to collaborating some more because you raised an interesting point there and several people have said to me david your story is very very interesting uh would you ever consider being on a podcast and i'm like hmm i don't know how i would do being on the guest side of the microphone uh maybe i have to give it a bash but daniel thank you so, so much. Uh, I'll post the link to the freebie as well uh, on Daniel's website. Uh, that'll be in the show notes. And, uh, well, uh, we'll let's see what happens. And please get in touch with Daniel. He's a great guy, uh, always willing to, to help and to give some advice. Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time out and chatting to me. It's been a pleasure, David, and thanks for having me on What's Involved. There we go. That wraps it up for this edition of What's Involved. My special guest, Daniel Alfon. Uh, and uh, all about LinkedIn, go and check out his website, danielalfon.com. Um, and uh, yeah, get working on LinkedIn, man. It looks like it can work. Uh, maybe we'll do some feedback at some stage and I'll tell you uh, what's happened with mine now that I'm going to implement some changes. Uh, to each and every one of you, take care, look after yourselves, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming, follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.